All right. So today on Nomadnik's Lifestyle, we have one of my very, very best friends who I ironically met in China. Um, her name is Nikita. And we're just going to talk about China, life in China. She is no longer in China and hasn't been for over a year now. So kind of her experience of China, why she ended up leaving, and also kind of touch on friendship since I haven't seen her in a while, maybe almost two years, if not longer now. So yeah, just kind of talk about the struggles of that. So welcome, Nikita. Hi. <laughs> okay, so what <laughs> so why don't you just start um, telling a bit about yourself and where you are now, um, and then you can kind of go into how we met. Yeah, sounds good. So um, I moved back to the UK, uh, Manchester, about a year and a half ago to do my teacher training to become a professional secondary school teacher in art and design. So that's what I do now. I teach high school art and graphics for a living. Very different to China. Very different. Um, very different to China. One, I don't have to teach English anymore, which is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel that. But uh, the children in general are very different. Class sizes are a lot smaller. Do not miss 50 kids in a classroom. Do not miss that at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely nice to escape the teaching of China. So, all right, so we'll go into that a little bit later, but um, why don't you start with how did we meet? Ah, uh, the infamous story. <laughs> the one that makes us laugh the most. <laughs> so funny. Because Nicole and I are chalk and cheese, very, very different people. And that was very prominent in our first meeting. <laughs> yeah. So we met, so the company that we um, both came to China with made us do like these compulsory Chinese meetings. I think we actually only went to like three, maybe four, and then we gave up. Um, but on the first one, I got there very, very early. Very punctual person. Like, why? <laughs> I'm always early, Nicole. You're always late. That makes me very early. Um, so I was just sat in this like boardroom just by myself, and then in comes Nicole, and she just turns to me and goes, "Are you the Chinese teacher?" <laughs> <laughs> like the whitest British girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. And then we didn't really speak because like more people came in and we like introduced each of us to everyone and and then that was it. That was the first meeting. And then a week later, underneath like the business building kind of thing, there was like a 7-Eleven, right? And I was in there getting some water and I spot Nicole. She comes in. And I'm like, right, keep my head down, don't look her, like <laughs> She, because Nicole is very Canadian, very loud, very out there, and I'm a, I'll just sit and be quiet. And um, 
I was like, right, she won't notice me if I pay. And then this mouth shot across the whole shop. Hi! And from that moment, we actually became like incredibly good friends. I think like two weeks later, we went ice skating and planned the whole future together. And the crazy thing about that is like everything, we were like holding hands, skating, like I didn't even like know you before that day. And everything that we said we were going to do happened. We were like, we're going to live together, we're going to go to Japan together, and like all that shit plus more actually fucking happened. I know, we were like instant. It was um, the weirdest, like it was like we were three year three years old in kindergarten. We were just like instant best friends. Yes, and I feel like that's like so rare. Like when does that happen? Like when you're like in your twenties, you know? Never happens. Especially because we are like such different people as well. But I feel like maybe that was like kind of what drew us together. I don't know. Our love for traveling to Japan. I don't even know. It was just like a friend. Like we've just shared like these intimate like oh my god so do you know this person you're like yeah and then it just was instant of I can't believe that happened and then we became oh my gosh so, we will not so go into details just in case they listen yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh no that was oh never forget that night I mean, we were inseparable since Oh, those fries that we got from McDonald's with that cheesy sauce. So good. Yes, delicious. Okay. So, yeah. I miss the most. <laughs> yeah, the one thing in China. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Those are definitely good stories of how we met. Um, all right. So, I kind of mentioned. So, why don't you recall all the places that we have traveled to together i'm gonna have to help me out a little bit um because i remember some but i don't remember all of them i don't think so we went to macau that was like a group trip yeah um yangshu guilin yes beijing we went to beijing okay i forgot about that uh we did we went to hong Bali, like all around Indonesia, those islands. Um, Korea. Yeah, for Valentine's Day, went to the DMZ. Went to the DMZ, looked into North Korea, gazed in each other's eyes. How romantic. Um, <laughs> at cupcakes from the subway station, and that guy was like staring at us. Yeah. At like seven o'clock in the morning. Um, where else have we been? Tokyo, Japan. We went to Japan. Oh, we met up in Vietnam. Oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. We were not even supposed to meet up on that trip, but you were just like, adamant. <laughs> long story, but yeah, I think that's it. I think that is it, but that is like most of Asia, you know, like a big chunk of Asia at least. Yeah, I don't think. I didn't see you in Singapore. No. We like just missed each other in Singapore. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I I feel like we've been more places, but we haven't, I don't think. Well, we have many more places to be once. We went to uh, Taiwan, Taipei. And Thailand. Thailand, (laughs) yeah, so many places. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say Thailand, but you said Taipei, yeah. 
oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Taipei. I would, I would love to live in Taipei, like for a couple it's, months. Yeah, it's the best place. Like I will never forget us running around in a typhoon while everyone was like boarding out the windows. <laughs> Yeah, we were like walking in like the outdoor shopping complex and we're like boarding up all the glass and we're just like chilling. Yeah, then we do you remember we really wanted like food, so we trekked in like a torrential downpour and we ended up at KFC. That was the only place that was open. Do you remember that? Yeah, and you only wanted Portuguese tarts and they were like, we don't have any. (laughs) Yes oh my gosh so many good and then we ended up in an open arcade because it was the only place that wasn't shut right and we like needed some like refuge from the rain oh my gosh that was so much fun Taipei so silly of us short sweet trip that was yeah it was very stupid of us to do that we could have been in a lot of danger but we uh survived so (laughs) we're still here so Okay, so yeah, we could talk about travels, literally our travels forever, but we will save that for another time. All right, so why don't you talk a little bit about um, why you, just kind of China, so why you came to China, what China was like for you, and why you ultimately decided it was time to leave China. Um, So going to China, there's like too much of a backstory, but Basically, I had a friend who went the year before to Guangzhou and she was just telling me about it all. And I was like, you know what? That sounds amazing. Um, I've never, I never really left the UK before then. I went to Paris once and I thought, why not? Like, I'm young enough. I don't really have that many responsibilities. So why not teach and see the world? So I just applied for a job and somehow they accepted me and um, I booked a flight to <laughs> I booked a flight to Beijing don't recommend that airport for a transfer and then ended up in Shenzhen um, China I will hold it in my heart forever definitely going to support them in the Olympics um, but I wouldn't go back I feel like I don't know it's, it is a different world it's a it's the most amazing place you'll ever visit like it's so strange it's so china like i know that doesn't make sense but it does if you go like the things like people do in the streets or in general you're like oh china yeah <laughs> i don't miss those but i miss them deeply when we're on a phone call and you're like oh my god this just happened and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> or like me audioing you like I saw a bouncer I'm gonna be sick <laughs> <But I'm> gonna <laughs> <miss> those. <laughs> oh the food I could eat oh, I miss the noodles we used to live in an apartment building on top of like the best noodle restaurant in the world even though it wasn't because it had the most disgusting hygiene rating but we <laughs> I remember that place all right I will say they did have amazing noodles and they were like four dollars but I remember every time I was there some one of the employees would go to the bathroom and it was definitely just a hole in the floor no sink I always saw them just walk out like their hands were never wet it was just like disgusting but the noodles just like drew us back every single time oh yeah it was definitely worth it for those noodles oh yeah so why 
did you end up leaving China? Um, I just felt like I was coasting. So it's a good life. Like you get paid well, you don't really work. Um, <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? I just can't do this forever. It's good. It's fun. But I am such a, I love to push myself and challenge myself. And I was like, look, I've done it now. Like I can go home and do something even more challenging. So I just felt like it was time. I would obviously like was going to miss all my friends and the life I had out there. But for me personally, I just knew like I felt it in my stomach that I just needed to leave. So I just left. Well, it took a year because we lived together, didn't we? And I applied for universities in like the October. And then I knew by the December that I was leaving. So we had a good like seven months before I left. Yeah, it was a good seven months. But I feel like that's like super commendable that you're just like, it was my time to go. Like I got everything I could from China because so many people here and like me before COVID even, you know, like I was, it was just kind of like coasting through life. The money's good. Life is easy. You have friends here, you know, like you're in Asia, you have so many places to travel to. You're just kind of like, okay, this is like the rest of my life. And I feel like so many people do that and like get stuck in the China trap. And I feel like that was going to be me before COVID happened, you know? And then you realize that your time there wasn't up. So you needed to go back. Yeah. Well, I mean, a big reason I just came back this time was because it's like so safe for COVID. But I, I do plan on leaving now. Whereas like prior to COVID, I was like studying to get my teaching certification, you know, like, you know me, like I'm not a teacher at heart, you know, so <laughs> I feel like you can just get in the China trap almost. So it's, it's a good thing that you like noticed that and you were like, okay, it's time to move on to something else. But you, you felt that too, right? Like at some point you realized, oh, like I actually don't really want to be here for more than six months right yeah I think like before COVID I don't even really fully remember but I feel like I would kind of go in and out um like I was always like you know talking about maybe moving somewhere else but then I started studying for my teaching certification so because you can make so much money here if you got that little piece of paper like it's so crazy um but yeah no COVID just really kind of showed me that like this this is not the rest of my life. I have like a lot more to be doing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, COVID definitely was an eye opener for a lot of people, for a lot of things. So definitely can be grateful that that happened. But all right. At least you're what? I said at least you're safe. Yes, that was like the main factor for me right now. Safe and money. So it's all good. Actually, I got my first paycheck yesterday because I hadn't really been working for more than like a month. So that paycheck was real nice to come. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, what advice would you have for somebody who's never been to China and is either coming or wants to come over? What would you say? Take lots of money. <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's a great one take as much money as you possibly can 
because you're not gonna get you might not even have a job when you get there some people like who came with our company didn't even have a job straight away um you've got to pay for everything up front your apartment um food you gotta last just in case like just in case you might not have a job for a few months i mean it's cheap there so it's fine but you never know like i needed medication in the first month of living there when i was like oops got no money <laughs> yeah i've done a whole podcast on that just because it's so true and that's the number one thing i tell people who are thinking about coming to china i'm like bring thousands on thousands even this time you know i had a lot in my bank from like before and then i had to pay three months rent and my flight over and my expensive ass quarantine and like a beautiful hotel and just like everything you know so yeah it's just it's crazy crazy how much money you need but it's worth it really yeah, because once you get, like, you know, two or three paychecks in, then stuff is so cheap, especially if you're eating Chinese food. Like, you can live really cheap. It's just kind of that initial. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like a, up, let's just up and move to China. It's a, you really have to prepare for it. Really have to prepare for it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, but I love that that was like your first one, like bring the cash because it's so true. Yeah. If I was to go again, I'd be like, I am stacked. Like I would not, I would not risk it ever again. <laughs> or either that or have friends. Like, you know, I had like a couple Chinese friends. I was like, all right, if I need cash, like I know they'll lend it to me until I get paid. So I was like, I know I'm good either way, but yeah, have Chinese friends or bring a bunch of money. <laughs> but if you go in for the first time on your own, like you and I did, like we didn't know anyone in China, then definitely take as much cash as you can. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Very good piece of advice. Okay. So moving on to, obviously we have been friends for, what is it? Probably like four years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously easy to be friends when you're in China, you know, like, especially when we lived together. Um, but I feel like when you leave China, it's always, you know, you, you just never know. Like a lot of people are really bad at keeping in touch. A lot of people, like I've had a lot of like long distance friendships and it's just like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll see you again in the future or maybe I'll never talk to you again. And it's so funny because I remember when like months leading up to you leaving China you were like we're never gonna talk again like so do you remember saying that yeah because of how bad I am at keeping in contact with people you've actually been like really good I know I'm really good at keeping in touch and I remember saying that to you I was like I am good at keeping in touch with people but it's like a two-way street so if you are too and I mean look where we are here so why don't you just like kind of talk about that and like long long distance friendship and the struggles and challenges of that for you i think it's quite easy nowadays obviously with how much technology we've got but when it comes to friends who are still in china unless they have an iphone you can't really get in contact with them because you need a vpn for whatsapp and instagram and some people just don't have it on or especially if they've got a Chinese phone and you don't get notifications and it's just, it's like these jumping through hoops just to have a basic conversation with people. Yeah. 
Um, but long distance friendships are fine. Like I have quite a few with a few friends who still live in China. It, it all just depends on your relationship with them. Like I know, for example, if I see some of them, like it, it's like you carry on the conversation. Like it doesn't matter how long you not spoke to them. You and I talk far too much. <laughs> no, obviously not. Um, it is difficult, and especially with this pandemic going on, like we had plans to go traveling in the summer, and obviously we didn't get to do that. I think as long as it is a good, strong relationship, you're fine. Lucky, lucky thing about living in 2020, good yeah. technology technology is key yeah so actually we had travel plans for summer 2020 it was like our reuniting to do like a euro trip amsterdam berlin paris spain all the fun spots yeah we don't know when that is postponed it's definitely only postponed it is still happening but probably not summer 2021 honestly i don't think so so no, um, it's sad to say. I mean, I'm, I'm like to think that it might happen, even if it's just like one country, but who knows, like, especially in, in the UK, like I can't travel at all. Um, and it's you can't come in. Yeah, I know. For me, like, I'm like, once I leave China, I'm done forever because I'd have to, you know, how crazy it was for me to get back here. And I've talked about that before on the podcast. And then quarantine and all the expenses and I'm just like once I leave China this time around like I am not coming back no <sighs> oh well no. it'll happen just you don't know when but it will definitely just happen. have to wait and see but we all know that it's gonna be a party yeah I'm, so, I'm excited for that whenever that day comes hopefully sooner than later but <laughs> Okay, so I think that's all I had to ask you. Is there anything else that you want to add, tell people about if they're thinking of coming to China or thinking of traveling or have long distance friendship or just really anything? Um, be safe is like, I know like face masks are like the norm now, but before then, definitely. Like two, three years ago, I wouldn't travel without one. You don't know, like, I don't know, hygiene and everything. And especially when we were in Beijing and there was those sandstorms and we had no idea. You just have to be prepared for everything. Take shorts. Shorts are a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so random. What, are, what do you mean shorts? I don't know. Just take shorts places. And um, <laughs> always... Always, always buy a coconut on the beach. There we go. Yes, that is good advice. I'm so confused about these shorts, but okay. <laughs> good advice. You know, you need a new pair of shorts. Like, it's hot. It's hot in Asia. Okay, that's true. What, because you're like, butt is sweating or like, what? No, so then like, you got a bit of sun on your legs. Because <laughs> you've always been so concerned about the sun being on your legs. I don't know where that advice came from, but I love it. Um, oh, and always, always hire a moped, no matter what. <laughs> and do not 
be in Hanoi, Vietnam with the world's most crowded streets and think that you can go up a Nikita. <laughs> go up a curb, which is like a meter in the air, <laughs> and then crash outside like what was it, like a BMW like yeah. like showroom or something. Yeah, it was like the Cartier store or something. They like come outside, they're like, Are you okay? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like just go. Yeah, up. just crash. It's fine. It's all good. Hanoi is like freaking crazy city to drive in so you were driving on your wrong side of the road because it was the um american side and obviously you're not american and i remember we're going into the roundabout and you were like going into the center and i was like nikito because i was riding on the back i'm like nikito why are you going into the center like stay on the outside so it's easy to get out and you're like oh right like i was just like oh no am i okay on the back of this bike in like the world's busiest city <laughs> Yeah, we made it. I'm a good driver, apparently. Just can't, just can't go up curbs. Just can't go curbs. Don't go up like one centimeter curb, but otherwise, you're good. I did ride on the back of your bike for like majority of Asia because I was disabled. Yeah. But... And also, you you didn't want to, and you were my maps. Like yeah. you use my phone for maps constantly, yeah. right? I think I could do it now. I think I probably would do it now because my knees a lot better, but. Um, yeah, you need a map. Like you, like it makes no sense for two people to have their own bikes when you don't know where you're going. Then you're just constantly stopping all the time. And like the wi- uh, like you can get like data plans. So if you get a Chinese phone, you can always you can really easily get data plans for Asia. But um, in general, they're a bit rubbish. Like I remember we had to stop so many times because like the maps weren't working and. They were taking us wrong ways, but it was fun. On the Chinese data? Yeah, do you remember on a OnePlus, the Chinese phone, you can get like data for different countries for like 15 quai. Yeah. It's cheap. I remember us like stopping all the time, but that was a while ago, so. It was. But maybe it's because I just wasn't listening and we were playing songs through the phone instead. That, that was so dangerous, but so fun we're just like jamming out to cruise like <laughs> no idea where the heck we're going but it doesn't matter oh another piece of advice try mcdonald's in every country we did that great piece of advice what were some of the crazy things that we saw um oh in vietnam there's only like five mcdonald's in the whole of vietnam isn't there and we went to one in hanoi yeah and they had like like 20 different sauces and we <laughs> I really we had like just a tray and we were like dipping in everyone like three french fries 10 sauces it was so good that honey mustard i missed it yeah i forgot about that that was good i've seen i feel like we've seen even mcdonald's in china has like the chicken misshaped leg on a stick like they have some interesting things Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What else? What else piece of advice? Oh, always eat mango on the beach. Yes. And never durian. Even though, actually, that durian, I could, like, put up with it for a while, but... Yeah, at one point, Nicole is, like, made a driver stop so she could buy durian at the side of the road. I was like, I didn't get out of the car. No, I'm not eating them. You're like, you guys want like fresh roadside durian in Bali? And like, you and Emma are like, no. And I'm like, 
okay like it was actually a very expensive durian and i think they ended up eating most of it because i just wanted to try it but it's just the smell the taste is not as bad there is a reason it's banned in singapore on the subway it's rank (laughs) i actually um i think my first or second year in china i ordered a durian pizza and i thought they were cheese pizzas because they look the exact same it's just like the, the oh, yeah. sauce is durian, so there's still cheese on top. Uh, and I ate almost the entire pizza except for one slice. And I finished that pizza, and I was like, I am going to vomit. There's too much durian in my stomach. Like, but at the time, it was great. It was just afterwards, I was like, I regret everything. I mean, try it. Like, never not try a piece of food or a piece of the culture because. It, honestly, you, you'll be very surprised. Unless it's meat and you're a vegetarian like me. Like you, and then there's that video of me in a scorpion while you're munching on a mozzarella stick. <laughs> right. So how did that scorpion taste? Um, do you know what pork scratchings are? No, what is that? Um, it's like skin of a pig, like roasted. Uh, I don't know. Um, we have them here in England. It's just as like, just tastes like pork, like a bit crunchy. It was nice. I would eat it again. Ten of the ten would recommend. But not the cockroaches on sticks. I wouldn't eat those. Ugh, cockroaches, no, no. Even if they are like high in protein or whatever, like don't care. It's a no go. Oh, another travel tip. Be prepared for the monster cockroaches in China, especially the ones outdoors. Oh, I have not seen one of those in like a year and a half, probably. Thankfully. They used to, in that apartment building that we used to live in, like across the road when I used to go and pick up your packages because you were too lazy. Um, <laughs> they used to fall out of the tree while I was taking your packages out and I used to just freak out all the time. I never experienced that. They were just like, we like the heat of blood. Oh, so that's, that's nasty. Yeah, they're huge. Like, what are they? I'd probably say like three inches, the street ones. Not yeah. Like, they're massive. And they just land on you and stay on you. Oh. I am so happy. I I haven't really even seen too many on the street, to be honest. They kind of, like, scurry away. But crazy thing, I have not seen a single cockroach in my apartment, and I've lived here for, like, just over a month now. Like, how crazy is that? Maybe COVID has has an effect on cockroaches. Yeah. (laughs) That's mad. Well, you're a very clean person, though, so... But it doesn't even matter. Like, they just kind of, like, come up the drains in China, you know? But I don't know. I'm I'm not complaining. I hope I didn't jinx it. Oh, God. That's so gross. Yeah. They are nasty little things. All right. So anything else that you want to mention before we go? Um, get a Meituan account. If you're trying to, yeah, Meituan, if you don't know, is like the food ordering. And it's like usually it's 10 RMB for delivery. So it's like $2 for delivery. So pretty much the world is your oyster on Meituan. And what's the other one? Um, Taobao. Taobao. Oh, Taobao. Yes. Taobao is addicting. It's like the Amazon of China. You can get anything. Anything you want. Oh, there's, I think I had a story on Instagram about it. I don't know if you saw it or not, but my um, hair girl 
Did you see this one? She bought a tarantula because she like loves spiders on Taobao oh, yeah. for 10 RMB. And so it was a female, which like I didn't know this, but they get huge, like I think she was saying like three inches or four inches or something. And it was like pretty small still, but she was like, it's gonna grow a lot. And they they live for like 10 years. And I was just like, this is a commitment. But yeah, she loves spiders. So but that's so wow. Yeah. I did see that. So I was freaked out that you had a tarantula on your Instagram story. Yeah, I know. But yeah, she got it on Taobao. You can literally get, I think you can get pets, like cats and stuff on Taobao. Like, dogs. I remember on Viral Pals, they had like dogs and you could get anything. So crazy. They probably just like find a dog on the street, like, hey, come with me. I'm pretty sure you could get like, don't quote me on this, but I'm sure like you could get like a crocodile probably i'm sure i saw like baby crocodiles and i was like what imagine opening up your post box and there's a crocodile in there. uh i'm sure david has looked into that our friend is like obsessed <laughs> with crocodiles no well, but i don't think i've got any more advice all right well i think those are good tips i really like the always have shorts um yeah. that's mandatory for sure so that's some good advice but also so is everything else so all right thank you so much for joining me here i'm so happy i got to chat with you about some things and reminisce a bit um but i hope to have you back on soon